0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15 minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So, like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. And today I'm talking to my friend Steven DeCuba. He is a photographer. And a business strategist. And he's based in the Netherlands, which I would love to visit someday because it looks absolutely beautiful in some time. But he is also the founder of the Intentional Personal Branding Program, which is basically a step-by-step program that helps business creatives build a personal brand on social media so they can turn a passion into a profitable business. And with Stephen today, we talked about his journey because I've been following him since he joined Business by Design in 2020. And when COVID hit, it's been really fun to see him grow. And his last launch, he crushed it, totally crushed it. And it's been so fun. So we should talk a little bit about that and how things have changed for him from his first launch to his last launch and things like that. But he also shares a few things about being on social media and what what you really should be thinking about in terms of showing up, being consistent, what that means, even the mindset, how important that is when you actually have to show up on social media. And he shares of Fury, Great guide on creating stories, Instagram stories. So definitely check that out. The link is in the show notes, by the way, if you want to check that out. Let's dig into the episode and talk to Stephen. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. And today I got my friend, Steven Decuba. Welcome, Steven.
1: Hey, Ken, thank you for having me here. I'm excited to chat with you, excited to be here. And I know you've been on my podcast, but now it's my turn to be on your podcast. I'm here for it.
0: And I'm really excited to have you. I mean, you're just a fun guy and you have so much energy and yeah, it's always fun to be around you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I feel the same way with you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Um, Before we get started, though, I do want you to just do a brief introduction. Just tell us who you are, who you help, and how you help them.
1: Definitely. So my name is Steven de Cuba, and no, I'm not from Cuba. I actually was born in Aruba, and in 2016, I've moved to the Netherlands. So I'm based in the Netherlands, and I am first and foremost a photographer, I built my career as a wedding photographer. I've been named as one of the best wedding photographers in The Hague. My work has been published in Lan Champanera, The Knot in the US, in UK at uh, Festival Brides. So I've, been, I've, I've built my career as a wedding photographer. But then COVID happened in 2020. And then I started my coaching program. So I'm also a business strategist that helps busy creatives build a personal brand on social media. So that they can finally turn their passion into a profitable business. So that's what I do.
0: That's what you do. Uh, and I gotta say, um, Steven's pictures—they are amazing. He's really good at what he does. So, and thankfully, he lives in the Netherlands, so it's easy to kind of get him over to, up to Norway and take <laughs> <Love> pictures. A
1: <laughs> hey, good excuse to be there, <laughs> exactly.
0: But I do, I do want to go to Netherlands though. It looks beautiful in summertime. So definitely need you're to welcome uh, once once we can actually go to uh, yes to any country
1: basically exactly we'll see we'll see <laughs> we'll but see. you're welcome here i'm here to show you around <laughs> thank you thank you
0: um i just want to you know before we dive into any social media stuff and stuff like that um i would like to talk about a little bit about journey um because you know i know that you joined business by design in 2020 in june yes and i been basically following you along and I had you on the pod. now you had me on the podcast and yeah. yeah and it's been a fun to kind of see you grow do you want to take us through that journey from when you before we actually joined BBD and how that was and mm-hmm. what things have changed up until now
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, so for me, every everything started in 2012. In 2012, I discovered my passion for photography. This is, my dad is also a photographer. He does it as a hobby. But at that time, he had a camera and then he bought a new one. And then the old one went into a closet. And then I went to the closet. I picked that camera. I'm like, okay, let's explore. And in that moment, it felt like I, I just had a baby. It's like, like oh, this is my <laughs> new kid. And like, everything in the camera was so, so, so uh, difficult for me to understand because so many buttons, I didn't understand it. But I had like that drive. I felt like there's something here I want to explore. So I started exploring the, um, the art of photography. I was self-taught. YouTube all-nighters. That's it. That's how I learned photography. And then I started to explore. So I did all types of photography, wedding photography, newborn, maternity photography, food photography, events photography, all types of photography. But the one that I really, really like was wedding photography. Mm. So I went really deep into weddings, started to explore this industry. And I remember that time I started my Facebook page. That time Facebook was booming and I was like, Here, I'm going to start my Facebook page. But I didn't have a strategy. It was like me sharing photos of my family going to uh, Disney or going to Colombia. My mom's from Colombia, so we were doing holidays there. And I didn't know, I didn't understand how to use social media for my business. It was Mm -hmm. just like I'm posting photo, look at my good life, look at my photos, and that's it. But after time, I'm like, this is not really effective. So then with the year, I realized that what will make me different as a photographer within the sea of different other photographers, especially in Aruba as a wedding photographer. The island is so small and it's it's known for the beautiful beaches. So Mm -hmm. many people will go there to get married on the beach. So the competition was really hard there. And I was like, how am I going to compete with all these photographers? How am I going to stand out in this highly saturated market? And one of the things that I've learned in that time, I I saw this video from Simon Sinek. I think everyone knows him. He has over 7 million views on YouTube. (laughs) And he talks about the golden circle. And he talks about that people don't buy what you do. They buy why Why you do it. it. Yeah, and exactly. your personal brand creates that why in your business. So he gave examples like uh, Martin Luther King, how he led the civil rights movements. Um, he t- gave examples like um, Steve Jobs with Apple, that personal brand. That is what makes them stand out. So mm-hmm. when I realized that, I'm like, oh, that is what is going to help me stand out as a wedding photographer so i went deep into building my own personal brand the steven the cuba not the mm-hmm. steven the cuba the photographer the steven the cuba that the brand and then from there i grew my brand i fast forward to 2016 i made a decision to move to the netherlands and then In a year, I started my business. And in a year after starting my my own business here in the Netherlands, I was named as one of the best wedding photographers in The Hague. And And then... And everything started rolling from there. People started to reach out. Like I was in the news. I was in the radio station here. I was on TV here. I was in that magazine. I was in that blog. And I finally understood the power of building a personal brand on social media. And one of the things that I always talk about is that building a personal brand on social media is the most effective way to stand out from your highly saturated market. So you can reach more people, attract more leads, and convert more sales.
0: Yeah, because... I would, you know, I've seen a lot of photographers, instead of doing the personal brand, they put a name to the business and use that Mm -hmm. and kind of hide behind that business brand instead.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what I've also seen, especially photographer, hey, no tea, no shade. But this is something that I've learned too as I grew, is that they were talking about, look, I'm shooting with Canon. I'm shooting with Nikon. I'm shooting with Sony. Like Mm -hmm. the client doesn't care. They don't care what Even camera you're using. Create a Exactly. <laughs> they don't care about the lens. They don't care about the the flash. The not like they don't care about that. It's about the personal branding, what you are building as your brand. And mm-hmm. that is where I focus on like all my energy and focus. And here we are.
0: Exactly. And then up until twenty uh, twenty, when you joined BBD, what have you been trying to do and why did you decide to join BBD at that, at that time?
1: Okay, so I I moved to the Netherlands in 2016. And in 2017, I started my business here, but I also was a business student. So I came Mm -hmm. here primarily to study and to get my business degree. Great. I got it in 2020. So I think in that moment, adult life called me and said, (laughs) okay, so what are we going to do now? And here's the thing. January, 2020, I was like, this is my year. It's the year that I'm going to get my business degree. It's the year that I have fully booked. Like 2020 was fully booked with weddings. So I knew that I was good. Financially, I was good. I was ready for the year. And I was also working as a marketing strategist at an agency Mm -hmm. in the wedding industry. And why do I say this? Because here's the thing. The pandemic hit. Yeah, And every event started to cancel mm-hmm. weddings as well. So in the span of two weeks, I lost everything. I lost all of my bookings as a wedding photographer. And I also lost that part-time job as a marketing strategist. Oh, wow. So I was left with nothing. The only <laughs> server lining that I got is like, I got my business degree, Yay. but I didn't have a business and I didn't have a job. So I was like, okay, do we celebrate? Do we don't celebrate? (laughs) But here's the thing. In that moment, I had a choice. I could either go and quit Mm -hmm. this entrepreneurship journey and just wait until COVID-19 has passed. Or I also got the opportunity to figure things out, to be resourceful, to call for help, to look for help. And that's what I did. And here's the thing. One of the things that I've shared that, I want to share here too is that when I got my business degree I, I went to my university and it wasn't even the professor that was going to give me my degree it was just some a woman that they give the test to hand out the business degree at her desk I didn't even know who she is and then when I go when I went there and received my business degree she told me what she asked me what are you going to do right now And me in that moment, after losing everything as a wedding photographer and as a marketing strategist, I was like, you know, I'm not really sure, but I do think that I want to go all in with my business. I want to do it all. I want to just go full in with my business. And then she looked at me and she said, wow, what a waste of time you have just wasted 4 years of your life trying to get this business degree to go get a job and you here you are risking your future starting your own business in the middle of the pandemic mm-hmm. what a waste of time and i'm not sure that this woman really knows what she did to me in that moment Probably and she not, didn't no. and she didn't she didn't know and that's okay i don't have any anger around her but this really moved me and i And in myself, I said, let me show you how
0: Mm -hmm. I'm going to prove you wrong.
1: I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm not doing it for her. I just I feel like sometimes we really need that kick in the pants to go and do it. Because Mm -hmm. in that moment, I had so many thoughts. And one of the thoughts was like, I didn't want to be that 90 year old guy that would look back at his life and would regret everything that he didn't do. Mm -hmm. And in that same moment, I told myself, Stephen, who told you that you're going to be 90 years old? Who told you that you're going to be alive next month, next week, or tomorrow? We don't know that. Mm. So in that moment, I was like, okay, you know what? F it. I'm going to do it anyhow. I'm going to figure things out. And I'm going to start acting like if I have this successful business already. Even if I didn't have any bookings. Even if I didn't know how I'm going to pay my bills the next month. I I, I stayed committed. I stayed Mm. in integrity and here we are. So I launched my, my online program in August. That was my beta launch. So now we can start talking about the launch. So <laughs> my beta launch was okay. And by okay, I mean that I got people in, but I didn't really make a lot of money in terms of I spent more on ads mm-hmm. that I actually gain right? That I actually made um, revenue, but it was okay because I got 10 people in and I, that's all I needed. I yeah. needed to prove that I could sell this and I exactly. did it. And then with these people, let's make it work. Let's perfect it. Let's make it better. Let's let, give me your feedback. Give me your feedback. That's what I did. Launched it again, got 10 people and I'm like, okay, maybe it's the launch that I'm not doing right. So I go, I fix the launch and launch it the third time and then then I 400% my revenue and my amount of students i'm like aha now it clicked <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what was it that changed between well, obviously not not a lot changed between the two first it seems like it was pretty much the same results yes um, the
1: first two was the same results in terms of the num- amount of members that joined mm-hmm. however the beta launch was 50 percent off so i right. did okay. made more money with the second one
0: mm-hmm.
1: however I focused more in that um, phase on making the course better, but I didn't really know, didn't do anything with the launching part. So the same launch that happened in beta launch happened at launch number one. And I got the same result. I'm like, okay, at least the course is good. I'm getting good testimonials because the testimonials were raving. I'm like, whoa, they were even telling me, Hey, I feel like I'm robbing you. I feel like I, I I'm stealing from you. I'm like, oh, that's, okay. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Just give me feedback. Just give me feedback. And then with that feedback, I got to the point that I'm right right now. I'm like, okay, now I fixed the launch. Like, my messaging, my offer, my webinar. I did master classes, mm-hmm. and I realized that that is where actually the things weren't going really well. So I dive deeper into that, fix that, and boom, the conversion rate poof, went up to the roof.
0: Yeah. So you focused on from the second to third launch, uh, tweaking your messaging, tweaking the offer, yes. mm-hmm. and also tweaking how you. Pretty much did the launch itself, or in terms of the masterclass or webinar that you did.
1: Yes, exactly. So if you want, we can go specific here. I don't mind sharing details. So for the for the second one, like indeed, the third one actually. Where do I start? So there's so many things were happening because with the masterclass, I feel that the second one I did four masterclasses, and after the fourth masterclass, I. I got like something here that started to become like a ball. Like, I don't know if it's stress. I don't know what it was, but I got scared. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I'm pushing it too much with four master classes. So this the third launch. I did three different masterclasses and then I offered a replay and that was like, oh, okay. I got more mm-hmm. time to breathe and focus on the rest of the days because I opened car for seven days and seven days my might, might that- look, it's short from a from a distance but when you're in there like oh, it can be yeah sometimes
0: can be a long time i mean usually you would see people do like four to six days and yeah but i heard people do like 14 days and stuff mm-hmm. like that but that's that's seriously crazy to do because it takes a lot of energy just to, yeah yeah serving serving, serving all the time and mm-hmm. um just it's, being on top all the time yeah, yeah.
1: it's a lot yeah Yeah. So I changed that. I changed the masterclass and I changed the content in the masterclass because I feel like I was confusing my audience. They were like, there's so many things to do. And then when I got to the offer, they're like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for this. And Mm -hmm. then they would just leave. And I I noticed that in the Q and a session at launch number two, the questions that I was getting wasn't even related to the program. Mm -hmm. It was related to help me. And I'm like, huh? The program is not clicking. But yeah, I didn't, un, I didn't understood that the second launch, I, I took the time to work on it. And on the third launch, I approached it differently. And that was it. That was yeah. the click. Yeah.
0: And the master class that you did was that on different topics? Or was it, was it the same topic, just three different times?
1: It was the same, it was the same masterclass, three different times, just different dates, different timestamp and the Mm -hmm. time slots for different time zones, people that can join live. I I, I focused many of the ones that can join live and the replay, I I announced it later on during the launch. Hey, there's a um, 24 hours replay available.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: But it was the same masterclass indeed.
0: Yeah. And how did you go about, you know, working on a messaging? Because I, I feel like messaging is like the foundation of everything that you do with your business, you launch, yeah, pretty much anything. So how did you approach that?
1: I think for me, it was... I think I, I I I dialed in a little bit because here's the thing with the offer. Of course, you create stories. You take your origin story. You come with it, and like you develop it. I develop it based on storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like the offer. I think focusing a lot on the consequences, and the and the consequences of not taking action, right? Yeah. So for example, I talk a lot of personal branding, right? I talk about using social media to grow your business online. And what I've noticed is that a lot of people are just using social media as like, I'm going to share this quote, I'm going to share this motivational speech, or just repost, 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 but that doesn't really move the needle in the business. So I needed to approach it that way. Like, if you keep doing the things that you have been doing these couple of years, these couple of months, what do you expect is going to keep on happening 12 months from now? Mm-hmm. Like the same thing you're going to be getting. In fact, Albert Einstein describes insanity as the, the insanity is the definition of doing something over and over and over and over again and expecting a different result. It's that funny you should insanity. mention
0: that because I had uh, my guest on the interview that I did yesterday. She said the exact same thing. <laughs> So there, there must be go. something to it, huh?
1: Exactly. And if you keep on doing the same thing over and over again and you keep on getting the same result, isn't it obvious for you to start doing something different so mm-hmm. you can get different results? And that, like keeping hitting on that, on the fear, on all of that, I think that is what moved the moved the needle a lot in my in my messaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: But the course stayed the same thing, like the course from Bay and from the beta, of course, from the beta launch, I I, I fixed a lot of a couple of things, yep. but the core course stayed the same thing. I just launched the same course over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. Well, do you still feel like there's parts that you can improve on? Um, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh. <laughs> i sometimes i joke that i feel like i'm flying a plane that is not even built yet and we're, we're already flying we're like we're coming down i'm fixing it as we're coming down <laughs> but here's the thing i feel like Courage comes before confidence. You have to have the courage first to go Mm -hmm. take the jump, do it, put it out there. And your audience will tell you, this is, I get this, but I don't get this. Can you fix this? Can you, like, they are going to give you the data that you need to make it better. Mm -hmm. I could just stay in my comfort zone and wait until I have it perfect. But perfect is not, is an illusion perfect perfect doesn't exist so I could just stay in my comfort zone and just keep on waiting but that doesn't help me right so I said no this is my deadline this is the day I put it out there I don't care how finished it is or not you put it out there I did it I got feedback I keep on getting feedback and I keep on making it better and better and better that's it and I oh I still have a long way to go it hasn't been a year (laughs) the point of this recording is that it hasn't been a year. So." there's so much more to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm excited.
0: But uh obviously, you know, the feedback from the people in your beta that was like mm-hmm. the most important thing that you
1: Yeah. Had. So here's the thing. I my 10-year vision is to help 10,000 people quit their 9 to 5 job and exp- and start their own business and experience true financial and time freedom in their life. Mm-hmm. And my first beta member quit her nine to five job, yes. started her own business. And now she has a team of four people. She makes triple the amount of money she used to make at her nine to five job. And she didn't have like whatever job. She's someone that has studied, the works at the government and has a good salary. And mm-hmm. she's making way more than that. And I'm like,
0: boom, you were a part of that.
1: That's all I needed. That's all I need. And like, let's do it. I that's, just need more. That's people. like number
0: one. Only yeah. 999 to go. Yeah. And here's the thing. I have
1: <laughs> two more. So I have in total two that quit their nine to five job nice. and started their own business. And here's the thing. Not all of them are working nine to five job. I have a lot of people that are entrepreneurs. Yeah. And from them, I'm getting one that said that my goal was to make 5,000 euros in 30 days. I made it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Someone told me, I remember this, Or she joined in November, 25th of November. And by the end of December, 2020, she made four contracts contracts worth of 175,000 euros wow, that's for five crazy. years. For five so years. every five years, she's going to be getting that. So three contests from that amount, starting at that amount. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so it's like, it's the I think it's just like being in alignment, being in integrity and just showing up for your audience and keep on showing up. Even if you don't feel that you're ready, keep on showing up because you're not sure where they at. I had the feeling like I need more degree. I need more experience. I need more and more and more and more. And here I was stopping myself from helping all these people get the result they now have. Today, I get a mom that calls me and tells me, Stephen, thank you. Now I have time to play with my daughter at home because I don't have to be at a nine-to-five job. Mm -hmm. Stephen, thank you. I'm a student. I now know what I'm going to be focusing after finishing my studies. Stephen, thank you. Now I have a nine-to-five job, which I love, but also a side hustle, which gives me the Opportunity to work less than 40 hours per week and spend more time doing the things that I love. That beats all the criticism of out of people, all the opinions, especially of that woman that told me that is a what, mm-hmm. what a bad idea. And my fear, my fear cannot be bigger than the results that I'm getting for my people. I cannot let my fear dictate what is possible for me. And yeah. that's it, that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah, if you had let that fear take control, none Mm. of this would happen.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not not saying that I didn't have the fear because I did have the fear. The fear will always be there. You at least overcame
0: mm -hmm. it and you did it anyway.
1: Yeah. Despite the fear, I will keep on showing up. Mm -hmm. Awesome.
0: Let's dive into a little bit of the social media and how Mm -hmm. you help these people. What are some of the most important things that you see that has helped them the most?
1: So, so are you talking about my members? What has helped them? Yeah,
0: from your clients, members, whatever. What in social media has has been the thing that helped them the most?
1: I think that what I've seen the most is the fear—the fear of showing up, the fear Mm -hmm. of just starting. That, like, I know they are capable of doing what they are doing. I know they have it, but sometimes you really need that person to tell you, "Go and do it. Go and make it happen." And I think that the mindset part of my my program, because here's the thing, we have the IPB system. That is what we follow. It is a four-step method on building a brand online without having a lot of followers and without spending the whole day on your phone. Mm. So we focus on the four-step method, which is mindset, your ideal customer, your platform, and your conversion strategy. So with all those four steps together is what creates the IPB system. So I always say that it starts with the mindset. The mindset it is the is the foundation of your business. It's just like a house. You build the foundation first and then you build on it. So that's the same thing with your personal brand. You build on your mindset, your mindset is going to dictate what is possible for you. I even I remember James Wetmore says that how you see business determines what is possible for you. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have the right mindset around business, if we keep on holding on to things that are stopping us from growing our business, we cannot start our own business. So what do I mean by that? For me, growing up, I grew up in a family that only knew 9 to 5 job, that Mm -hmm. only knew climbing up that corporate ladder so you can have a lot of years there so you can secure a good salary. That is what my parents adopted like made me adopt like made me adopt like I adopted that from my parents yeah and I don't blame them because here's the thing my dad has to over 30 years at a company working at a company and my mom is a housewife for over 23 years so I cannot blame them they don't know different. So for me growing up, that was the thing that was holding me back because I kept on believing that I needed a nine to five job first, that I needed to climb that corporate ladder first and then start my business. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't let go of that limiting belief of that belief that wasn't serving me well, I couldn't do, I couldn't start my own business or at least grow it. So That is what we focus on when we're working on the mindset in the IPB program because the mindset is going to determine what is possible for you. So I see that most of my members there is where we start and they're like, a click now, let's go do the rest. Mm -hmm. So I always say that the strategy, the platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, won't work if the mindset is not in place. Like, I'm not saying it should be perfect because no one's mindset is perfect. That doesn't exist. But this is something that we have to be like 90% of our attention have to be there and the rest will come, right? Mm -hmm. So really that, and what I've seen a lot is that fear, that fear of failure, that fear of what people might think about me if I don't make it, or if I look stupid or that fear of what if I'm not good enough? What if I am not enough? And that is what I've seen a lot. And we can go dive deeper into this if you want, because I've seen that a lot of people are not showing up on social media because they're letting fear dictate what is possible for them. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, as I said, fear is inevitable. Fear was always there. When you were a kid, you may have had the fear of the boogeyman in the closet. You may have had the fear of not getting that iPhone for Christmas. And today you may have the fear of starting your own business. So we understand that fear is inevitable. Fear will always be there. But what makes the difference is that what you do with fear will determine what is possible for you. Let me repeat that for the people that are multitasking. So if you're multitasking, (laughs) come back to us because what you do with fear will determine what is possible for you. Remember when I told you about my story in 2020 with this woman and the degree, and I'm like, oh, what do I do? I could have said like, oh no, it's a bad idea. And let that fear that this woman Mm -hmm. put on me and stop me. But I say, no. I am in control of my life, my decisions, and my fear. Despite the fear, I'm going to do it anyhow. And here's the thing 2020 has been my biggest year in business. Thank you, COVID. And (laughs) 2021, today, so at the point of this recording, we are in April. Mm -hmm. Quarter one has been the biggest quarter ever. Comparing even 2020, 2019, 2018, and 2017. Like I keep on doubling my income every single month. And I remember that I remember that when graduating, they told me that my salary will start around 3,000 euros. Mm-hmm. And today I'm making over 3,000 euros in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So yeah, thank you, COVID. But I didn't know this was I didn't know this was possible for me if I didn't take the job, so again, yeah. what can you take from this? you don't know what you don't know, but don't let fear dictate what is possible for you despite the fear, go and do it yeah,
0: sounds <laughs> so simple right
1: yes <laughs> sounds simple yeah, I do no, agree but it but it is
0: a simple thing, but yeah, obviously you know mindset and fear and all that stuff it needs to be something that you work on constantly mm-hmm. and consistently.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think I think it sounds simple. and think it's simple. Sometimes we make it difficult. Yeah. We are the ones that make it difficult. And as we've learned in BBD as well, like everything is a belief, mm-hmm. even the thing that I just said. Yeah. And if we live our lives based on that, we can hear our, our ego or that little voice in our head. That is telling like, you're not good enough. This is not good enough. Don't put this out there, la, 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 la. But you have the power there to say like, shut up. Let me focus on that better voice. My intuition, my higher self, that voice that pushes me, that grow, that helps me grow. Mm-hmm. I choose to focus more on that voice. And when you keep on focusing more on that voice, that other voice, that ego back there, slowly he started losing his mic. And that's yeah. a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. And it's not just that voice, it's uh, everybody else's voices that chime in all the time and telling you, no, that's not possible. You can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. they're everywhere, it's too, you know, those opinions from other people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And we can talk about this as well because <laughs> opinion about people, wow. This is something that we cannot control either because here's the thing. On my launch, my first launch, I remember some people told me that you're cringy. You don't know how to market yourself. You don't know how to do branding. You don't know how to use social media. Strangers, I get it because I was doing Facebook and Instagram ads, targeting cold audience. Mm -hmm. So it was expected. Yeah. But at that moment, again, I had a choice. Am I going to let these people dictate what is possible for me? No, because first of all, you don't know me and you looking at me and get triggered to take that beautiful time of yours. That is not precious as I see to go and <laughs> comment, leave a hateful comment. And then yeah, like, like seriously, you have time to do that. Like I, I, I need to be, I I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry that you're living that life. And coming from that perspective, I don't care. I don't care what I don't care even the negative and the positive. I started to not care about that either. Mm. I am grateful from the positive as well. But if I give the positive more power than the negative, then I'm also in balance. I think the two have to be the same way. Don't give too much power to the praising and don't give up power to the negative stuff either. And this is where I stay. And that's why Mm. I keep on showing up again to my customer, ideal customer, my Mm. avatar. That's who I'm focusing on. That's it.
0: That's beautiful
1: yeah yeah and people's opinion about me don't pay my bills, so i'd rather just <laughs> work and pay my own bills <laughs> yeah exactly you can say
0: whatever you want but you're not paying my bills so
1: Yeah. yeah yep mm-hmm.
0: what are some other things in terms of social media that we should be thinking about obviously is it you know showing up consistently you know building that personal brand uh how about building connections and all that stuff is that
1: Oh, definitely. Well. So okay, let's let's dive deeper into social media. Right now, I what there's so much happening, but what I've heard, what I, I hear a lot of people is like, okay, you say be consistent, but I cannot post every day. And that's the misconception because I'm mm-hmm. not saying post every day, I'm saying be consistent. Be consistent based on your own capacity. So right. if being consistent for you means showing up three times per week. That is consistent for you. Show up three times per week. Mm -hmm. If it means you're going to show up twice per week, do that. But stick to something. Put something in place. Stick to that um, plan for 30 days. And then you can look back and you say, okay, what happened? What were the results that I got? And then from there, you can say, okay, perhaps twice per week is not good enough or it's not what I want. How about three times per week? tested 30 days. How does it go? And then we look back. Mm -hmm. I think that many people hear consistency and they say, oh, I need to be there everywhere, every day. Like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say. My life is not that interesting. I don't know what to, I get that. My life is not that interesting either. But with the consistency, you start getting data from your clients, from your audience. Mm -hmm. And when you get data, you can use that data To create another piece of content and when you start building that bank of content you're going to get a lot of data from your audience so it goes to the point that like whoa i have so many things to share good you have a good problem now Mm -hmm. good now just be consistent just stay in in consistency now of course building relationship with your audience I think is the most important thing that you should be focusing on social media. Because here's the thing, many people are focusing on vanity metrics, on likes, on views, like, oh, Instagram Reels is a thing right now. Let's Mm. focus on that. Or Clubhouse is a thing right now. Let's focus on that. Like, I get that, but chasing the next platform won't help you either. That is not a strategy. Or if it's a strategy, it's a broken strategy. (laughs) So I would say that in order for you to grow, you have to be consistent. But when you're consistent, it's also about the building relationship. So if we're still t- talking about Instagram, in this case, mm-hmm. build a relationship with your audience on Instagram by focusing on the three factors, the know, like, and trust factor. People have to feel like they know you, that they like you, and that they trust you before they buy from you. And how do you do that? You build a personal brand. How do you build a personal brand? You share your stories. You you create content that helps your ideal customer so you can position yourself as the leader. You create conversations around topics that will inspire conversations so that you can build that trust with your audience first before asking them for a sale. Social media, I see it like the long run. It's like the the party, the, the, the pre-party that is happening before, let's say, as we're talking about launch, before the masterclass, before that five-day launch, or before that three-part um, series, like, is the connection? Is the building that relationship? Is like here's the thing. I love social media. I love Instagram. I'm DMing my 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 audience, my followers. I send them voice notes. Sometimes I do I, I do a story privately, only for them, because I only I don't like only typing. Like typing, everyone can do it. I want to give them more sauce. I want to feel like they know me, like we're friends already for years. And that's what I do. Yeah. So if you want to take something out of this talk which is number one, be consistent on social media, build a person brand. How do you do it? Share stories, position yourself uh, as the leader in your industry by creating educational content for your audience. And number three, get in the DMs. I would say that. Get in the DMs of your audience and start those conversations because when they get like, oh, like here's the thing. When, When you engage with your audience, they understand how they should engage with you. You have to show them before they sh- show you. And that's what I do. Get on the DMs, comment on their posts, like their stuff, react to their story, build that relationship first, and mm-hmm. then we can lead into the selling.
0: Yeah. Simple as that. <laughs> simple again. Simple, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah <it is> simple. <laughs> Stop Love overthinking it. it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I feel like we can, you know, this conversation, could probably go on forever, but uh, we're closing <laughs> on uh, 45 minutes there. So I would just oh, wow. kind of like to round it up and, um, you know, see if you got any last hot tips for people who want to succeed with social media and uh, launching their business and just having a successful business.
1: Definitely. I do have a a guide, if that's okay, if I can share on my on on your podcast, which is the Instagram story guide for creative entrepreneurs. So this is a free guide, which will help you with the Instagram story. Here's the thing. There is a way that the Instagram algorithm works that you can, in a way, hack. Hag is a really powerful word, I will say, but like you can hack the Instagram algorithm. And in this guide, I will walk you through the step-by-step process on how you can do that. So I give you tips on um, building that connection with your audience on your stories, meaning that every story that you post, sometimes people fall off. So how Mm -hmm. can you make sure that people don't fall off? How you can make sure that you keep their attention throughout different stories? How can you use different tools that encourage your audience to engage with your account? And also how to make Instagram algorithm works for your account. So next time these people jump in into Instagram, they see your content first. So it's a, it's a jam-packed free guide and you can download it at stephendocuba.com forward slash IG story. So just like Instagram, IG story. I will send you the link also. You can put it in the description yeah. and you can download it for free. It's a freebie that I have for you. If you want to use Instagram story to attract more of the right audience, increase visibility for your brands and of course, convert more sales.
0: Awesome sounds like a great guide and um, hopefully people download that awesome
1: definitely thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that with your audience no
0: problem but where can people connect with you otherwise besides you know downloading your guide where can they find oh you? yeah.
1: So to make it easier for everyone, my name is Stephen Kuba and you can find Stephen Kuba everywhere. So Stephen Kuba <laughs> on Instagram, that's simple. Stephen Kuba page on Facebook or on Google, StephenDeCuba.com. And you will find my website. I also have a podcast. You can look at it there on my website as well. And I have other freebies that perhaps you might be interested in as well
0: great well i just want to say thank you so much for uh, coming on the show it's always uh, fun to talk to you and you know having you on is an energy boost basically
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much thank you for this opportunity so much fun to collaborate with you and i love connecting with your audience as well so thank you for listening ken's audience i appreciate all of you guys
0: thank you so much and thank you guys for listening in this week as well and we'll catch up again next week take care Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.